This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome into Nuggets Numbers. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Monday evening where I'm currently presiding in my room with a massive headache. Uh, This is going to be a shorter episode because I I am struggling to focus a little bit right now. Didn't want to take it off, though, because we are going to be rolling right into some scrimmages over the next few days. The Nuggets will play on Wednesday at 1.30 p.m., against the Washington Wizards. That's 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So make sure to set your calendars. Make sure to make sure you don't miss it. Make sure things aren't, aren't lined up so that you can't watch that thing. Altitude is going to carry that game. They're going to carry all of the scrimmages over the course of the next week. Uh, there's going to be one on Wednesday. That's against the Wizards, as I mentioned. Uh, There's going to be one against the New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday. Uh, I didn't check the date. I didn't check the time on that one, but you guys can find that, or I'll I'll find it. I'll pull it up later. And then there's going to be another one next Monday against the Orlando Magic, if I do recall. Um, But yeah, it's it's over the next week. This is happening. All of this is happening very very quickly. one minute you're looking around and the Nuggets have nine players that they're going to play with in the next scrimmage game, but uh, it's going to be 11 days from when the Nuggets actually kick off their season on August 1st against the Miami Heat. That's going to be a big deal, and the healthiest team at that point, the team that has all of their players in or as many of their players in and ready to perform as possible, they're probably going to get a win in that game, so... We're going to see what happens. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as for the Wizards on Wednesday, they are depleted. Uh, one of the big things that came out of the last couple months was that there were certain players that had to decide whether or not they would be going to the bubble. Uh, Bradley Beal, he decided, ah, it's not really in my best interest to be going for going to the bubble. There is some injury there that apparently he's rehabbing. He's had four months to rehab, though. I, I can't imagine that there was a massive injury that he needed to rehab right at that point. My guess is that this is just the Wizards doing him a solid and saying, hey, we don't really have anything for you to play for here, especially because John Wall wasn't going to be ready. And that's another player that has been out for a long time. Uh, John Wall, Bradley Beal, without those two, it's really hard to see any team winning. And then, for good measure, Davis Bertans also nodded off, or he 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 backed out. So that's going to be a really interesting Wizards roster. Uh, by interesting, I mean not interesting at all. They are so depleted. Their best player on the roster may be Thomas Bryant. Could be Troy Brown, uh, Shabazz Napier. Uh, that's the guy who Denver moved for Jordan McRae at the deadline. 
Uh, safe to say the Wizards got the better end of that deal. Um, yeah, so the Nuggets aren't going to gain a lot from playing against the Wizards. Specifically, um, they're going to have to focus on themselves. That's just where they're at with this. And it's it's going to be even more important to focus on themselves with some of the uh, the restrictions and personnel that they have, to, to put it lightly. Um, but we did get a big piece of news over the weekend that I did want to touch on. Kendra Andrews of The Athletic, she gave an update to the status of both Gary Harris and Tory Craig. This was subsequently, subsequently confirmed by Mike Singer of the Denver Post, by other people around the league. Uh, both guys are going to be in the bubble, or they were supposed to be on their way to the bubble on Saturday or on Sunday night. Excuse me. Uh, they're going to go through their quarantine procedures, just like Nikola Jokic. We were impatient with Nikola Jokic when he went into this stage. He got into the bubble on Saturday night, and because he was an international player in international waters, he had to pass three negative tests before he could break his quarantine. Uh, Harris and Craig should only have to pass two. So that means that they're going to be stuck in their quarantine for 36 to 48 hours or so. And if that's the case, then on Sunday night, let's say it's on the short end of that spectrum. Sunday night means that they could break quarantine as soon as Tuesday morning. So that's probably when you're listening to this episode. It's going to be interesting to see whether we get some news about those guys over the course of the next day or so. If I had to wager, I guess that we would. I think that those guys, they're probably going to break quarantine at some point. Uh, maybe not in time to practice on Tuesday, but certainly in time for Nugget social media to capture them around the complex and, and give people some confidence that the Nuggets aren't going to have just 10 players for the entirety of their tournament stay. They will have reinforcements. They will have guys that they can definitely count on at various points throughout the year. Um, but we're going we're gonna to see how quickly they can get into that and whether we can hear about it tomorrow, because that would be a good boost. Uh, we still have no update about Michael Porter Jr., Monte Morris, or the other three Nuggets at the end of the bench in P.J. Dozier, Vlako Chanchar, Keita Bates-Diop, those guys. That's five players, and while Dozier, Vlako, and Bates-Diop don't really play, uh, MPJ and Monte, they are very important to both the present and the future of what the Nuggets are trying to do. Um while MPJ hasn't played a ton up until this point, I think it's universally clear that he needs to play at some point in order for this team to advance far in the playoffs. Uh, Monte Morris needs to bounce back. He definitely needs to get on track, and it would be great if he could get into the bubble. He's a pro, though. He should be right as rain after a couple of days, but I'm a little bit more worried. I'm a little bit more worried about Michael Porter Jr. Because he is a rookie, because he still is a little inexperienced, and he's a guy who the the coaching staff could have had, and they could have been watching over these past couple of weeks. Uh, they could have been asking him to work on specific things, and if he was able to work on those things and execute them well, that would be a great way for him to justify getting playing time to somebody like Michael Malone. Because if he is satisfying those requirements in practice then he's learning, then he's advancing and he's developing. And the natural ability will eventually take over when he's in a game situation. 
but he still has to learn. He still has a long ways to go on both ends of the floor, mostly defensively, and that's where Michael Malone really cares about the progression of his players. I wonder if he's delayed in his rotation into the Nuggets lineup by a lot if he's not able to get into the bubble before a significant period of time passes. Because at that point, you start trying to go ahead and say, hey, we, we're really trying to win these seeding games. We're not trying to fall back in the in the standings as much as everybody. And we'd like to face uh, the Utah Jazz or the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round, as opposed to the Dallas Mavericks, who I think will be advancing quickly in these playoffs because of how like how quickly they got into the bubble how everybody's in the bubble for them uh, they have an easier schedule and the Houston Rockets who I don't think the Nuggets want to face no matter whether they have a center or not because James Harden is still James Harden and Russell Westbrook hates the Nuggets like it just he's gonna go full bore no matter what so food for thought in those situations Though the most important thing right now is that it seems like Gary Harris and Torrey Craig will be back. Those guys are important reinforcements for the Nuggets for what they need to do. Uh, Great defensive perimeter players, uh, a little bit limited offensively overall, but they both provide something that the Nuggets are going to need, especially in a playoff series against a team like Utah, where uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to need to be slowed down, or a team like Houston, for example, with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. like Those are the guys you want out there in those situations. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the things that I want folks to watch during the scrimmages, and I'm going to give some predictions for how I think the Nuggets are going to look. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Nuggets numbers. Ryan Blackburn here. Only two short segments today. Probably going to keep this to about 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes, maybe. Um, Let's talk about these scrimmages. Let's talk about what the Nuggets are dealing with. Um, As I mentioned at the beginning, they're going to be playing on Wednesday, Saturday, and Monday. And the most important thing, the number one thing that I think is going to be prevalent throughout this whole thing. Uh, Is it only 10 players? The Nuggets right now, as we've seen from photographical evidence, it hasn't been confirmed by anybody, but Malone basically said, hey, we're going to have nine healthy bodies for the first scrimmage on Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's pretty tough, especially if you're going to try and go into a deep playoff run. So my question is, and this is the thing to watch throughout this scrimmage process is, are there only 10 players that are going to be on the bench? Are these the only 10 players that the Nuggets have seen in 
uh, Orlando at this point? Or are other guys going to show up? Uh, we've, we've talked about Gary Harris and Torrey Craig at the beginning. That's 12 if they do show up. Uh, but we don't know when. We, we still are a little bit, let's just say, tentative on, on those. Uh, it could be confirmed as, as easily as today, uh, Tuesday, and this this rant could sound a little bit dumb, but the Nuggets are, are behind. They're behind a lot of other teams in their preparation, and I'm sure it's eating Michael Malone alive at this point because he's a guy who wants to be as prepared as possible for every situation. How are the Nuggets going to deal with it? Are there only going to be 10 players for real? Um, the second question is, Malone did say that there are nine healthy players that will be involved in the scrimmage. My question is, who is that 10th and injured player? Who's not going to be playing in game one? Based off of some of the scrimmage uh, footage, I would say it's probably not the guys that are involved there. I didn't see uh, Will Barton out there. I didn't see Tyler Cook out there. Uh, if I had to take a guess, I would guess that it's one of those two. Um, but it could be Bull Bull, to be frank. It's very possible that he's not ready to be back. It's very possible that, hey, this injury that, that he's been undergoing, that he's been dealing with, the Nuggets may want to put, they may not want to put a lot of stress on that and ask him to play in an NBA environment just now. The last time Bull Bull played was back in December against G League competition. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if they thought, hey, is this really worth it right now? Is it worth it to get him out there? Uh, do we want to mess something up just because we're so excited to watch this dude play? Now, that's all speculation. Uh, it may not be Bull Bull. It could very well be Tyler Cook or Will Barton. It could very well be somebody else. Maybe it's Jeremy Grant or Paul Millsap or Noah Vonley or... Maybe it's Nikola Jokic. I don't know. But who is that 10th and injured player? How are the Nuggets going to be able to get through game one with nine players? Uh, those are probably the first one to two things that are the most important for this team right now. Uh, number three, are Gary Harris and Torrey Craig going to be around at that point? Uh, whether they're playing or not, it would be nice to see both of those guys with the team. Uh, whether they're masked up and, and in street clothes or if they're in official team gear, maybe they've suited up, but they're not going to play. Uh, it would be nice to see them on the bench. I think everybody would agree with that, that more players on the roster that are available in Orlando is better than less players. So keep that in mind. Uh, if Gary Harris is back, then the entire Nuggets starting lineup is back. Uh, once he's ready to go, then that's... Uh, that's a very important piece of this is that the Nuggets, their starting lineup is the most played unit in the entire quarantine playoffs. So they can trust that group to play well. They can trust Jeremy Grant. He's been in and out of different situations. He's going to play well. Uh, Torrey Craig is a little bit more hit and miss. Uh, Mason Plumley probably a little bit more hit, but he has had his ups and downs too. Uh, Monte Morrison and Michael Porter Jr., that's question four. When do those guys show up? Is it going to be during the scrimmages? Is it going to be after? Um, how close to August 1st are those guys going to show up? Because the closer they do, 
the longer their quarantine period is going to be and the longer it's probably going to take them to get up to speed with this roster getting into the swing of things. They have to go through quarantine, of course. Uh, they have to do, go through physical testing. Uh, Nikola Jokic had to do the same thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I think that it's very possible that one or both of those guys is not ready for the August 1st date against Miami. Now, surprise me. That would be that would be great if they could surprise me and say, hey, we're going to be here. We're definitely going to have all of our guys ready to go before the seeding games. Um, but we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll just have to play that by ear. Number five, um, who starts on the wing if Gary Harris is unavailable? We know that Torrey Craig is unavailable uh, because he's traveling with Gary Harris at that point. So if those guys can't play, we know Michael Porter Jr. isn't available. Uh, P.J. Dozier and Monte Morris, they can't, they can't move Will Barton to the three because they're not there. Um, who's going to start at the three? I kind of posited that it would be Jeremy Grant just because it, it kind of makes the most sense to play the guys that are going to be in the playoffs consistently. But we've heard a lot of rumors that Bull Bull has been playing the three, that he's been lining up at small forward and doing a lot of the things that the Nuggets ask their small forwards to do. That's shoot, that's create off the dribble a little bit, that's defend in space. Uh, I'm intrigued. I have no idea what that's going to look like. What a Bull Bull, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic three-man trio would look like out there. Throw in Jamal Murray and Will Barton, and it's it's intriguing to say the least. I would be really interested to see how that lineup does. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the starter, if, if those guys are unavailable that I said previously... I think the starter will probably be Jeremy Grant. He'll play next to Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic, and the Nuggets will just kind of go from there. But we're going to see. I'm I'm curious. I that's that's a very interesting thing to think about. Number six, which players are playing together in the scrimmages? Uh, given that the Nuggets have only nine guys, I'm going to assume that everybody's going to play with everybody. Uh, if that's the case, then give me as many Nikola Jokic and Bull Bull minutes as possible. That would be super cool. Um, Jamal Murray's probably going to be playing point guard, and my guess is that Will Barton is going to be staggering to the bench point guard so that that unit can also run some plays together. The Nuggets right now only have three guards on their team, and that's Jamal Murray, Will Barton, and Troy Daniels, who has played exactly one game in a Nuggets uniform. Um, that's not good enough, and especially if you want to run a full rotation. So who the Nuggets play together, uh, who they stagger, who they uh, try to put into those positions to succeed, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Will Barton will get some good practice running the point in this situation. Jamal Murray will get some practice. Maybe they'll run Nikola Jokic at the point guard and just say, hey, Troy Daniels and Jeremy Grant and... Noah Vonley and Tyler Cook, you guys are going to be the lineup that, that goes out there. And Nicole Jokic, you carry them home. Um, it's it's weird. It's it's super weird. I don't like it, honestly. Like, it's, it's very untraditional to say the least. But you never know. You never know what, what you find from this. And Michael Malone said as much that it was kind of a revelation to see some guys play 
out of position, but with guys that they hadn't played with before, and them do reasonably well. So maybe that pushes Michael Malone to be a little bit more experimental in some of these in some of these games, but I wouldn't hold it to him in the seeding games. I think that's that's probably going to be where he tightens it up just a little bit. Number seven, what does Bol Bol even look like? We've seen the highlights. We've seen him play in the G League. We've seen what he can do. Uh, we've seen the the play where Nikola Jokic threw him the ball while he was cutting, and then he jumped out of the gym and kind of dunked over the backboard, basically. That's kind of what it looked like to me. Um, if that's the version of Bol Bol that the Nuggets are going to get, they're going to be in a really interesting spot because he seems like a player who could honestly contribute at least a little bit in terms of spacing the floor, being a dangerous cutter offensively, somebody who Nikola Jokic will consistently be able to find and he'll be wide open in a lot of situations because he is 7-2. Uh, if those guys were to play together, that would be fun. That would be that would be really, really cool. And Bol Bol playing in that situation... I don't know what he's going to look like. I, He's so skinny. He's so very, very light right now that maybe the Nuggets being in the situation is actually a blessing in disguise for him because he doesn't have to go up against centers. The Nuggets will have guys like Mason Plumley and Noah Vonley and Tyler Cook um, who are bigger guys, thicker guys, lots of muscle mass on them. They can cover for a skinnier bull bull. Uh, Paul Millsap, Nicole Jokic, same way. Even Jeremy Grant probably has a better chance to defend most centers than Bull Bull does right now. Uh, I can't even imagine what he would look like against Steven Adams, uh, somebody who's just like a brute down there. A skilled brute, don't get me wrong, but Steven Adams is a Mack truck. Like, he would fold Bull Bull right over. Um, so the Nuggets will be in a situation against Washington where Bull Bull, if he's healthy, he's probably got to play. Uh, what kind of situation is he in? What kind of players is he defending? How does he handle that? Uh, can he earn some extra playing time over the course of these next couple of scrimmages? Because if he can, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, every Nuggets fan wants to see it. Every Nuggets fan wants to see Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull out there at the same time. Just these these skilled seven-footers who can shoot, who can dribble, who can pass, uh, who just look like unicorns out there and Play them with Nikola Jokic and good things are going to happen. So, Number eight, can Jokic and Murray diversify their shot profiles? This is kind of getting back to reality. This is getting back to something that's a little bit more important uh, in terms of Denver's short-term prospects, in terms of how they play going into these playoffs, how they play going into next year. Um, Jokic looks very quick. He looks very athletic and agile when he's playing. He's he's doing what he normally does, but he can also get to the rim, also cutting very, very well, moving very, very well. Uh, even when he's taking the ball up, when he's, when he's dribbling, uh, he just looks very fluid out there. Kind of, kind of weird, kind of, kind of odd. Um, just because he's always been so gangly, he's always been so awkward in a lot of the things, and some of his uh, 
some of his best moments have come while he's looking as awkward as possible. So I'm interested to seeing whether some of that added kind of smoothness, that fluidity, uh, how that changes his game. Because if he can get to the rim a little bit easier, uh, his his shot is going to look really interesting because teams are going to have to sag off of him a little bit. If, if they trust that he can get to the rim, they're not going to close out as hard on him. And he's going to have an opportunity to take some open threes. If he can hit those open threes, man, he just looks like a completely different player. Uh, 40% from three Jokic, somebody who can uh, kind of have the, the diverse shot selection and get all the way to the rim off the dribble. Maybe he's pulling up a little bit. Maybe he's, he's using his standard floater. Uh, maybe he's just going right into a post-up at that point and he's just spinning around and scoring over whoever he has to go through. Um, but Murray is probably the more interesting one in this conversation because he talked to the media on Monday, Monday morning, that he was very interested in trying to get all the way to the rim. He, he put on some muscle. It's very clear to see in the pictures that he put on some additional pounds and maintained his body really well. And the bruising that he's going to have to take if he wants to be a lead guard, if he wants to be somebody like a, a Damian Lillard or a Donovan Mitchell or even like a Kyle Lowry or Kemba Walker or, or somebody who's an all-star, they have to get to the rim. They have to be able to, no matter what. And sometimes you just got to fight through contact and you've got to be able to absorb it well, rise over the top of it, and hit the shots that you need to hit. Um, if Murray can get all the way to the rim, if he can draw contact, if he can get to the free throw line, take advantage of being a 90% free throw shooter like he was this year, he looks like a different player. Uh, so much of what Murray has done over the past couple of seasons has been so impressive because he hasn't had the perfect physical tools in order to do what he's been doing. He takes a lot of difficult shots. And he makes a lot of difficult shots. That's great. Uh, if he can make those shots easier on himself, if he can make them easier on other people, the more he can get to the rim, the more things are going to open up for the rest of the team. Because if, as, as long as he can see the ball, as long as he can see the pass and kick out to those shooters, kick out to Nikola Jokic, who can then move the ball, uh, Denver's offense is going to be humming. Uh I think the best version of Murray is the one that looks a lot like the one that he looks right now. And that's somebody who's pretty strong, who's put on a little bit of weight, who can switch on defense, who can battle, and who can get to the rim and generate free throws. So that's something that he needs to do. He's also talked about taking more threes. And at that point, you're just speaking my language. You're saying, hey, I'm going to take more threes. I'm going to get to the rim. I'm going to draw fouls and I'm going to shoot free throws. That's the perfect money ball player. Like, you're, you're doing great at that point. We all know that Murray can hit the tough shots. He can hit the jumpers. He can hit the fadeaways. Uh, can hit the tough floaters. Like, he, he hit a massively tough mid-range floater to advance the Nuggets past Game 7 in the first round of the playoffs last year against the San Antonio Spurs. He can do those things. Having that in his bag is important. Making the bag a lot easier to use uh, when it comes out, that's also important too. Number nine, got two more before uh, getting into some predictions. 
Uh, we'll, we'll probably take another break after that, but number nine, what is the weirdest lineup we see? I'm looking forward to seeing some of the weird shit that Michael Malone is about to do. Uh, Bull Bull at the two, Bull Bull at the three, Jeremy Grant at the two, Troy Daniels as the point guard. Uh, maybe they give all of their bigs some, some, uh, some break and they go with Paul Millsap at the five, Jeremy Grant at the four. Um, Will Barton at the three, Jamal Murray at the two, or Jamal Murray at the one, Troy Daniels at the two. Uh, that's a more traditional lineup and something that they'll probably use in the playoffs uh, when they get Nikola Jokic a break. Basically, sub in Gary Harris for Troy Daniels, and you've got something there. Um, it's interesting. I I want to see what they do. I want to see whether Michael Malone is able to be creative enough in these situations and. Or whether having not enough players kind of limits them in that regard. So, we're going to see. And the last one here, uh, can the Nuggets stay healthy? That's probably the most important beyond just getting more players to the bubble. Is keeping them healthy when they get there. Uh, the the scrimmages, the at least the first one I know, has been cut down to 40 minutes as opposed to a standard 48-minute game. Uh, 10 minute quarters as opposed to 12. That's going to help a team like the Nuggets, who's already shorthanded. They they don't know how they're going to get through a 48 minute game, given that they have three guards total. Uh, this will give them a little bit of a reprieve. But we're going to see. We're going to see what they can do, and and you hope that Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant and Will Barton and all of the guys that are in the the regular rotation for Denver, you want them to stay as healthy as possible, no matter what. Um, whether they do is, is another matter entirely, uh, but we're going to have to see. We did see that Sacramento Kings second-year player Marvin Bagley, he did injure his right foot, and it sounded like it was serious. Rajon Rondo, he injured his hand during a scrimmage, I'm pretty sure. That's going to set him out until at least the first or second round of the playoffs. That's a big deal. Um, injuries can change the entire landscape of this thing. Uh, things that teams didn't really foresee, things that teams didn't really figure out. Uh, that'll be a big deal if the Nuggets can stay healthy. If they can remain unscathed, they can get their guys to the bubble. All those guys can be ready. All those guys can be good to go by the playoffs. That'll be a big deal. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save the predictions for another podcast. It's, this one's getting a little bit longer than, than what I was hoping for. And it doesn't really flow that well anyway. So let's do some predictions in the Denver Stiff Show next week or this this next few days. Uh, might even do a uh, might even do a podcast that's that's recapping the Nuggets game on after Wednesday night. So if you if you want me to recap the Wednesday night scrimmage, uh, then let me know and I'll I'll definitely do that. That'll be fun. Uh, but until that point, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you sticking with me through through this massive headache. Going to go take an Advil, maybe seven, and uh, try to be ready for you guys in the coming days. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nuggets Numbers. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.